And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. The culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. Uh, the plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to four to six with A and B emergency podcast edition. Uh, some of you have probably, most of you probably seen the news by now. Chase Young will not play on Saturday against Maryland. He is out indefinitely as Ohio State uh, investigates a NCAA issue from the 2018 season. Um, currently looking into that, obviously they're they're in contact with the NCAA on this. Uh, Chase Young has put out a statement. Uh, I'll just read it verbatim. He says, uh, unfortunately, I won't be playing this week because of an NCAA eligibility issue. I made a mistake last year by accepting a loan from a family friend I've known since the summer before my freshman year at Ohio State. I repaid it in full last summer, and I'm working with the university and NCAA to get back on the field as soon as possible. And then he wanted to some thank yous after that. Uh, his attorney, uh, Tim Nevius, or one of the attorneys, I would assume, that's working with Chase, uh, says, Chase took a small loan from a close family friend last year to cover basic life expenses. Loan was repaid months ago, and we're working to restore his eligibility. And then he took a shot at the NCAA. Uh, we have talked with uh, some people at Ohio State. They're obviously working on this, working to get Chase back as soon as possible. We don't know when that's going to be. He's not playing this week. We don't know if he'll play next week against Rutgers. We don't know if he'll play against Penn State or, or what – the future holds for him, so all we can talk about now is sort of the immediate impact of this. Ari, when you got this release from Ohio State this morning, I don't know what was your what was your first gut reaction to it. Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> but that might just be post panic stress disorder. Um, you know, the thing about these statements sometimes is you know they release the stuff and it's just vague. It could just be he took a hundred dollars from somebody that he thought he was allowed to take money from, or it could be he has a Mercedes in his driveway he didn't pay for, and there's no extra context for it. If um, 
and, and it was a huge news because of all the players, and we were talking about this last week, that Ohio State cannot afford to lose off this roster. It was one, Justin Fields, two, Chase Young, and then everybody else. Yep. So, um, you know, there's a lot to, I think, break down here a little bit about the timing of this and, you know, it taking a while if this happened in 2018 um, before the Rose Bowl and stuff. And those, But those statements kind of shed light um, on what might have happened. If, if those statements and the thing that Chase Young said – happen occurred i i anticipate that he'll at least be back by penn state well there there are major lingering questions here number one is how much money did chase young take right what is the nature of the relationship with this quote family friend and how did they come to meet under what circumstances family friend can mean a lot of things and i'm not suggesting anything nefarious i'm just telling you like these are the questions you have to answer before you can talk about whether or not chase young is going to come back Um, i thought it was a smart bit of lawyering to put out these two statements um back to back where, I, I don't know, I guess you, you, you kind of put it on the NCAA at a time where there's a lot of discussion about name, image, and likeness. It's a, it's a tough spot, I think, for the NCAA to be in. It's a very high-profile player, quite possibly, pro- probably the best player in college football right now is sitting out over like the thing we've been talking about forever, about name, image, and likeness, and players getting compensated on some level um, for being super famous and super good at football and other sports. Um I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really have a read on on how long it'll last or, or how long he'll be out. Um, I was talking with somebody um, at Ohio State, and, and you know, they said like if it was if it was an obvious easy thing, they wouldn't be working as hard as they're working right now to try to get Chase eligible. So I don't. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Um, I'm also not telling you that that you know Chase Young will never play again at Ohio State. Clearly, he wants to. I think he wants to chase a, a national championship. The big question, I think, is whether or not he gets back for Penn State because I think you and I both agree they're fine the next two weeks without Chase. And we were talking about whether or not he should even play in these games in the first place. Right. So the next two weeks, like it's a thing hanging over Ohio State. It's something they have to deal with, obviously, but I don't think it should affect them on the field at all. You know when you asked me what your initial reaction was? I actually forgot what my initial reaction is and why you were talking. I thought of it. My initial reaction was... This is part of the job, Brian, because, you know, when you, you look at the way that his tenure started here, it's been a very blessed tenure. Yeah, you no start kidding. by hiring great defensive coaches that panned out. You start by getting one of the most, maybe a generational talent at quarterback, and you start by not losing for eight games. Everything's going great. You're number one in the first college football rankings, and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down of like, oh, here is why you get paid $4.5 million a year because these issues happen every year to some extent. They're not always as high profile, and they're not always as big. But, like, I mean, you think about it all between what happened last year, between what happened with Nick Bosa leaving early or, I mean, deciding to, you know, shut it down after he got injured and Chase Young. I mean, these are things that coaches have to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I don't get the sense that this is going to be a major thing, but this is me purely speculating. I, I, I don't know, you know, again, with the questions that you asked, Bill, about how much, what's the nature of the relationship, what was the money, you, I, I, all these questions. But the most interesting debate is now everybody was already up in arms about, oh, screw the NCAA, I can't believe these kids can't make any money. And it's like, this is the kind of stuff that eventually, I think in the near future, is just going to be fine. Like, this is exactly like you want to take a loan, you want to take some money, you want to send your family to the Rose Bowl, you want to do whatever you want to do with the money, you're you're allowed to do it. And you have a defensive player for the first time um, in a long time actually as a legit finalist for the Heisman Trophy, and now this is probably going to come to an end. Um, If he doesn't play or people, even if voters who are, not nuanced of the situation view him as being in trouble 
they're gonna knock him. They're gonna neg him for it. Yeah, I think there's probably there's there's a cause yeah. if, if, even if, say he he doesn't play this week. Maybe he doesn't play next week. He would have the Penn State and Michigan game and the Big Ten championship to rack up all the stats he wants to rack up and be in that conversation. But there's a, probably a perception issue here now with right and everything has to be perfect. voters. Yeah, yeah, you got to be you know squeaky clean and all that stuff. I don't necessarily especially as agree a defensive with that. player, right? Yeah, yeah, and like whatever. I don't. I'm sure Chase Young would have loved to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't think that's the thing at the at the front of his mind at the moment. But that's one thing to consider. Like one one of the fallouts here is, I think we can probably close the book on that. Yeah, and you and I bemoan and make fun of the whole silver lining or what is it the the blessing, blessing in, disguise. in disguise crap that everybody always says. And this is not a blessing in disguise. This is a distraction. Ohio State's best player is in an uncertain situation right now, but. In what you asked me, going back to the original question before I, what did I vamp? (laughs) It's about Ohio State's current situation right now and how that, what that's going to mean for Chase Young moving forward, considering the fact that they're playing two teams right now who I honestly don't think could line up against Ohio State's third string and win an easy game. Yeah. Um, You take take the points this week now? I don't think he was going to play that much anyway. <laughs> the line didn't move. I went and looked. Let's see if we can next. I was extra. wondering. Yeah, yeah I mean, why move. would it? They, the guy's yeah. supposed to only play. He was probably only going to play. A, what were we saying? He should play a quarter. Uh, I thought in this particular game he should play the starters at least a half. Yeah, but Chase Young is Chase Young. I think the number one concern right now is doing things the right way, getting all the ducks in a row, and I don't know what other cliche I can throw out, but making sure that everything is in line so that he can play for the Penn State game. And in fact, I think this is the best possible way that you can handle not having Chase Young. You shouldn't play it against Rutgers anyway. Yeah. So this isn't a blessing in disguise thing. This is an issue. But if he is healthy, rested, fresh for the Penn State game, that could work out in Ohio State's favor, um, depending on how things pan out. But the only thing, it's not good, though, because you don't want your best player and the best player in college football to be in an uncertain situation right now. Right. Uh, so let's talk uh, a little bit about the the football impact of this, at least for this coming game, and I, w- I would assume maybe at least another game. Uh, Jonathan Cooper is also out; um, he's injured. So the starting defensive ends this week are there's four listed as co-starters: uh, Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, Javante Jean Baptiste, and, and Tyler Friday, who's also been dinged up a little bit this year, but is but is back on the depth chart this week. What do you think this means for those guys? I think the, the obvious one that everyone is excited to see a little more of is Zach Harrison, although he has played a good bit. But, but what do you think this could mean for those young defensive ends? Big. So this is going to be a big game, in my opinion, for those guys anyway. Yeah. I, I think that they have – Doug Labore asked an interesting question, and I'm tired of saying his name on this podcast, but I can't escape him, <laughs> um, about having a plan for guys, even though they're not in the actual plan or might not be – necessarily a crucial point of that plan this year about playing them in seasons as a part of a bigger plan in the future remember that Mm -hmm. and I I do think that these are the types of games where that type of thing can be carried out and I've been waiting for Tyreek Smith to explode onto the scene as a star Um, and I think it's going to happen eventually but this is the type of game where he could you know make a huge impact and also Everybody loves five-star recruits. Everybody hates waiting to watch them play. This is an opportunity for Harrison to do something. And it's like, it's possible that you might see a freshman defensive end rack up three sacks in a game like this and come away feeling really good about the depth you have at that position. So with all the guys you've mentioned, the defensive line all year hasn't been healthy. Have they even played an entire game? I mean, Teron Vincent's been out all year, so that's not. But I don't think they've played an entire game being completely healthy all year. I don't think they have. Maybe maybe Nebraska. So, yeah, no, it's a huge situation for them. And, um 
you know, I think it's a good opportunity for these young guys to get in and maybe, you know, crack the rotation when they're going to actually need them against Penn State and Michigan. Any lingering concern about what this does for an Ohio State team that was rolling, like, in every facet imaginable? I would if they were playing a real team this weekend. I think they have time to manage it, and this team has been seasoned with crisis mode far more than, uh, you know, most programs are actually, you know, used to going through. I mean, if Chase Young gets uh, suspended for two games for taking a loan from somebody, you know, as speculation again for doing that, and he's back for the Penn State game, I don't see that people are going to be freaking out. I'd be a little bit worried if this team was playing in a big game this weekend or playing against an opponent that had a pulse. But, you know, maybe Ohio State will only win by 38 instead of 50 now. Um, If they can get Chase Young back into the fold, um, heading into that Penn State week, the next two weeks should be a breeze and they'll be fine. Let's play hypothetical. Chase Chase Young's not available. Let's just say he's not available for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. How does that change your opinion of what this, how this season could end for Ohio State? Right now, before I woke up this morning, I thought Ohio State was going to win the national championship. If Chase Young's not on the team, I don't think they're going to win the national championship. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I th- that's I think, like drastic, but I, I yeah, I, I mean, he's that he's that good. He's, he's that good. He's that yeah. good. He he's the defense is is very good this year, um, especially compared to what it was last year. A large part of that, a large part of why they're so good stopping the run, a large part of why they're so good defending the pass is because they have a player at defensive end in Chase Young who is like quite literally unblockable, um, kind of no matter how many guys you throw at him. And it's, it's an obvious thing to say that that creates a lot of opportunities for the rest of your defense. You don't have to divert resources to get after a quarterback when you have a guy like Chase Young who can't be blocked by anybody in the country. Um, so the, the dynamic, the total dynamic and structure of their defense, I think, would change a lot um, without Chase Young out of there. I thought we saw it last year with Nick Bosa when he went out. Nick Bosa went out with an injury last year. Chase Young was not healthy at all last year, and the defense was kind of structured around Nick Bosa. And then he was gone, and the defensive plan was like kind of still the same, and it didn't work. Um, that's not the only reason they were bad last year, but I think it's part of the reason they were bad last year. Um, I think the way that the defense is structured this year <laughs> is definitely part of the reason yeah. why. No, not just that yeah. he, not just that he wasn't there. It's just that like they kept they kept playing the linebackers in particular in the same yeah. way they were playing him when Nick was on the. I field, just kind of view it as like just no stripping the foundation of the defense, right? But I'm I'm just, I, I think I think they are. I think the structure of their defense this year is more sound than it was last year in such a way that you can mitigate this potential loss a little more than you could have last year when you lost Nick Bosa. Um, there is not another talent on the defensive line or the defense or anywhere in the country like Chase Young, but this is like a fundamentally sound defense that plays guys in better positions, and like, I think you can make it work. I, I think you would lose a little bit of what's made you the best defense in the country thus far because I do think it is the best defense in the country. But I think it's manageable, which is a long way of saying, like, I don't think if Chase Young is gone for the year, I don't think it's like, oh, they're done. They're not they're still not on a path to get to the playoff and a path to get to the national. No, I think they're going to make the playoff no matter what. The reason why I say that is, whenever you think about the Bosa brothers, right, mm-hmm. and you go back and you you think about the most influential plays that they've made, you know, strip sacks, or even if you go back to the TCU game last year before Nick got injured, it takes one play to completely alter the game, and those plays are always available when you have a guy who cannot be blocked, and they always happen. And I feel like when you're playing in a game at the highest level against a Clemson, Alabama, LSU, that you need every single one of those types of plays possible to win the game. And if you take away those plays, then a three-point Ohio State win or a ten-point Ohio State win over a team like Alabama turns into a coin flip. 
and that just the odds go down. And I'm not saying Ohio yeah. State can't win a national championship without Chase Young. I just think that I would not pick them to do it anymore. The same way we didn't pick them to win it in 15 when, you know, yeah. Yeah. JT got injured. I mean, it's no different, but I'm just saying I just this is the one of the last two guys on this team you wanted to lose. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um I still don't know I guess I, I guess I wouldn't pick Ohio State though. I, right now, if you ask me, you said who's going to win the national championship? I say, well, five hours ago, I would have said Ohio State. I don't know yeah. if I'd say that right now, um, but I also can have my mind changed again, and it wouldn't change based off what they do against Maryland and Rutgers. But it would, if if they go and beat Penn State without Chase, Young, and just to specify, we're talking hypothetical if he's done for the year, guys. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical. We don't know yeah. how long he's out. Could be one game. Yeah, it could be one game. Um, that's that's what's. It's kind of interesting here. Like they made it a point. Chase Young made it a point in a statement, and then his lawyer did as well, that he paid back whatever the amount of this loan was. And, you know, I was reading through the NCAA guidebook, which is kind of impossible to get through, but there's a lot of stuff in there about impermissible impermissible benefits and restitution and paying it back. And um, that that's part of the process of regaining your eligibility, but it's not the only step. There are also suspensions that come with that. It can be one game, two game the rest of the season, I guess, depending on how the NCAA determines the severity of this. Um, but I think Chase has put himself in a good position here um, to potentially get back this year. There does seem to be some level of optimism optimism on Ohio State's end um, that he will get back this year. We just don't know when that's going to be. But we're not going to operate like he's not going to be back, but we were talking hypotheticals in case he doesn't. When I woke up this morning, I thought it's possible that everything could be crashing down. And I know that seems drastic, but right now, if I were an Ohio State fan, I would be optimistic about while reading that statement, you get a sense that this isn't just like he took five grand from a booster and got busted. Like this is a yeah. This is more when it, when there's some nuance to it and there's something to argue. And again, I think the point that you made was very good about the climate of the situation with the NCAA. I think there's some room to maneuver, and it's it's more so than getting caught red-handed intentionally breaking the rules. Um, and I think that gives you wiggle room. And when you have a, a team and a player that's this important, I think that you know they have some you know there's some talented people and some. Um, important people that are going to be working this case, and I think that I would be optimistic that he will be back in time for the Penn State game. Would you be optimistic? Uh, I am uh, more optimistic a few hours removed from the initial news yeah, right. that, he'd be back, that he'd be back for the Penn State game. I'm still not overly optimistic, but, yeah, a little more. Yeah. Yeah. What – um. I mean, it's social media is a mess, so like I don't put too much stock in this. But the obvious stuff was out there about oh, typical Ohio State, you know, in trouble with the NCAA again. I don't think this is that. I honestly think you know, clearly a mistake was made, but I don't think there's anything nefarious going on, at least on Ohio State's end as a program. Mm -hmm. But we talk about perception. Ryan Day's in his first year; everything was going swimmingly up until nine o'clock this morning. Does this have any impact on on way? college football at large might view Ryan Day and the way he's running his program. I don't, I don't think it should, but do you think it would? Here's the thing. I mean, I got that crap, Michigan people yeah. retweeting it, you know, and uh, all college football is, and you see it in the college basketball case too, is my team's the best. Look, you cheated. Right. And then when it happens to your team, it's not a big deal. You, you cheated, you know, and everybody's pointing the finger of you cheated and you cheated. And it's just like the people who are tweeting that crap at you already think that. They're waiting to jump on the line and say, hey, this team is, is, is a fraud. It cheats. It does it's impermissible benefits. Urban Meyer's a liar. Everything that everybody says 
as a defense mechanism or as a as, but to me in terms of overarching feelings from neutral people who don't have a dog in the fight i think the attention on this once all this stuff comes out is going to be more so about look the ncaa messed up again than it's going to be about chase young or ohio state being dirty does that make sense yeah and i think i think i you know and i don't see everything on 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 twitter and like i don't i'm obviously not followed by a lot of non-Ohio State fans, nor would I see their replies because if you don't follow me, I don't see your tweets. Um, it does seem like most of the discussion happening right now is more about the NCAA and its archaic rules than it is about Ohio I'd State. I'd say it's like 9-1. to one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty yeah, it's pretty slanted that way. So we'll see. You know, like I wish we, I wish we could give you guys more. Um, it was good to get Chase Young's statement to get a little more – get some more specifics here, but in terms of timeline – uh, we can't tell you. All we can tell you is that we've we've heard it from Ohio State that they're trying to get them back as soon as and possible. And we've made calls and have texts and stuff out there. So whatever we hear, if we get anything, you, you'll you be the first to know. Yeah. So uh, I don't anticipate – maybe we'll get a statement from Ryan Day some at some point today. I would guess maybe we don't. And even if we do, I think it'll be pretty boilerplate stuff. Um, and obviously he'll get asked a lot about it after the game. Uh, against Maryland on Saturday, and, and we'll have more coverage for you on The Athletic. Uh, but I think until then, we'll let you guys go. And if there is more reason to have another emergency pod, we'll be back with one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>